Hi, you're listening to Dr. Shamina Johnson, and this is Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina, the podcast that focuses on learning to become conscious and aware so that you can take control of your life in this very challenging world. So what do you say? Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina. I'm your host, Dr. Shamina Johnson, so thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm going to talk about communication and really communication skills, let me just say, in relationships. So, so much about what I do in therapy in the room is not just about working through racial oppression, trauma, anxieties, or depression. A large part of what I do is help people learn how to use language in an effective way to learn how to communicate very well. Because how we think in this regard is a window into our own psychology. And a lot of times when we have these conversations, whether if it's with our parents, our intimate partners, or coworkers, these conversations can go sideways very quickly. And oftentimes we get confused when it comes to communicating with someone else. So for example, there's an upset, a complaint, a grievance, and you want to convey that to the other person. And yet often these kinds of communications objectively should not be difficult, but they become very difficult because it's the way the other person responds. And the way they respond takes you down a different path. So oftentimes, and this happens with parents, this happens with coworkers, intimate partners, but for the purposes of this example, I'll just use couples because I work with couples as well. What I've learned is Oftentimes, couples and individuals who are in a relationship, they come to an unspoken agreement, usually within the first year of a relationship, on how they will communicate for the future. Like, for example, let's just say you have a partner, one person is really defensive, and they can't take any type of feedback. What ends up happening over time is there's an implicit understanding that the other partner feels like I just can't really share or I can't communicate my thoughts to my partner without them becoming defensive. Each individual starts to collude in this understanding of how you communicate and nothing is said on the issue at hand. So the partner who's trying to communicate, you stop trying. You start to live in silence, knowing that there's an issue here. And so problems have to become so huge before they're actually really discussed. And a lot of times it becomes like, it's really too late. 
So before you start a relationship, it's really important to understand how to communicate your standards and your expectations. And this is the part part one of what I will discuss. So for example, let's just say you're dating for about three months with someone and you text or you call them on a Monday and you pretty much just say, hello, you know, how's it going? And the other person you're reaching out to doesn't respond. It's lunchtime now on a Monday. And now it's the evening and no response. Tuesday comes and goes. And now it's Wednesday. Wednesday rolls around and you get a response that evening. You say to the person, hey, I texted you on Monday morning and now it's Wednesday evening when you get back to me. Like what's happening? Now, we can all figure out what they may say. They might say, I was really busy. I got your message. I read it and I forgot to respond. Let's just say there's a reason. But it's very important in that moment how you understand what happened, what you think, and what you feel about it, what kind of relationship you want to have with this person. Now, some people will accept the answer and say, okay, I hope work eases up for you. Maybe I'm the kind of person where I don't want to cause any waves. You're conflict avoidant. But the way you understand what happened has a lot to do with your own psychology. How do you respond to this scenario? Think about it. Which person are you? Do you start to scream and yell and get angry and get all dysregulated? (laughs) Or do you say, okay, I hope work eases up. Now, someone doesn't call you back and say it's Wednesday. It's almost 40 hours later and I haven't heard from you. The first mistake that a lot of individuals have in this scenario is that they ask why. Now, unless there's something really bizarre that happened, like accident or hospitalization or some random event, then we all kind of can understand. We have kind of a bandwidth of understanding. But let's just say there are normal circumstances. Would there be any reason that this person could not get back to you? I can't think of any. Even if my day is booked, full with clients, and I'm really busy, I would probably have about five minutes or less or so to respond, to shoot off a text to my person. So there's two parts to this issue that I want to break down for you. 
Number one, they did not respond. And number two, they said they were busy. Now, what happens in this moment as you're thinking about this and understanding what happened is very important. What you consider acceptable and understood. If you accept that, then it becomes part of the fabric of your relationship. It gets intertwined and built in. So someone says, I was really busy. Do I want to start an argument? Do I want to challenge this? Do I want to ask questions about what happened? A lot of times, individuals will not challenge what is being said or ask questions. We just really accept what is being said. And that, you have to understand, why is that? Why do I just accept it even though it makes me feel some kind of way? Maybe I don't want to feel insecure. Or maybe I don't want to come across as being needy or a burden on this person. Or I don't want to feel rejected if I address it. We start to tell ourselves a, a narrative that is really based on our own psychology of how we view ourselves, our relationships, and our needs. So how do you respond in a way that feels like you're honoring yourself and setting your standards of how you would like to be treated? So you can say something like this. I'll give you an example of some words that I would use. Listen, that really doesn't work for me. I know what it's like to be very busy, and I'm sure there were a few minutes during the day where you could have texted me that you were busy and that you had a lot going on and that you can you, you contact me maybe tomorrow or, or when things settle down. That's what works for me. Now, keep in mind, I don't have to respond to this person like he's they're a monster. Because they're not a monster. They're not a horrible person. They're not an awful person. They're not a bad person. But I have to set my standards of what it means to be in a relationship where I feel respected. You know, being beholden to your fears puts you in a very vulnerable position because it allows events to just unfold and happen to you versus you happening to it. And then on the other hand, I think there's some people that think that I feel stronger if I just don't say anything at all. I don't care. I can take it. But that also can lead down a slippery slope of just being walled off from your emotions, being invulnerable to your own feelings and how someone treats you. Just because you can take it doesn't mean that you have to. But this all kind of gets built into the fabric of a relationship. So it's very important to notice and be very clear early on 
When you're communicating your standards and your expectations, it's important to notice how the other person responds to you. And now I will go into part two, which is if they respond in a defensive manner, or maybe they're not, they're not that enlightened. Like, for example, like if you say that to a person and they respond, well, what do you want me to do? Respond within minutes to your text? You're so needy. Now, a great response would be, maybe I do get a little anxious and I get worried sometimes. And that's an issue that lies within me. But that has nothing to do with you not responding to a text for 40 hours. If you interpret me wanting a response to my text in a reasonable manner, as being clingy or needy, then that's your definition of being needy. And I think we should discuss that. That would be a really good response. But the reality is that in that dialogue, I don't really take the bait. In order to maintain the standard of how I want to be treated, you can't take the bait. You have to hold on to yourself. Actually, it's really hard to maintain standards and hold on to yourself when it's around people that you really like and you really want to be with. It's harder. So it's even more important, right, for you to hold on to yourself and set the standard. So you have to be really careful and feel very solid before you react and have a response. So for example, like, have you ever been in a situation where someone gets angry or they yell at you? Let's just say a parent, a coworker, a friend, or a loved one. And it's so shocking when it happens that you go to a very young place in your psychology. You become frightened. You get paralyzed with anxiety of what to say and you start to analyze what happened you know when we're really young and mom and dad or caregivers they get angry at you you start to think what did I do wrong now when you're an adult and someone gets angry at you Someone is going after you with your words. Your first instinct may be to think and wonder, what did I do to make this person so angry? What did I do to make this person get so defensive with me? The thought process is that I'm kind of part of this equation and I must have done something wrong by asking the question or setting the standard for it to end up like this. So I'm highlighting this point because you want to become aware of your own internal response and what to do about it. So someone is being defensive or mean towards you. Instead of thinking, what do I do? You can say, wow, you're really angry at me. I want you to tell me what's going on for you. It doesn't help you or us if you just become defensive and mean. So if you don't take the bait and you stay in the octagon 
a little bit and look at the other person and say, I would like to know what this is about for you. It's about having the mindset of holding on to yourself and not taking the bait. When this happens, this can lead you to a a more advanced way of communicating. And in a lot of ways, it'll make your relationships better so that you don't really get caught in the quicksand of you say something, you you have a grievance, the person gets defensive, you shut down. When you can really explore these human dynamics in therapy or even within yourself, it can be really fun and interesting because what ends up happening is that you start learning more about yourself. And the work is always about process and growth, which can only help you lead to being a better version of yourself. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina. Please don't forget to share this on social media and I'll catch you next time.